to me, it's a total game changer. It's something everybody should do. And, you know, we still send our credibility kits out with our LOIs. You know, if we're talking to big equity sources, they'll, they'll get it. And it, we constantly update it with our new portfolio pieces. And it's, it's a powerful thing. 50 million in assets in less than 18 months. Man, how do you do that? How do we scale? How do we grow that fast? Our guest today on the Real Estate Syndication Show is Tate Seamer. And he's done just that. And it may seem like it was an overnight success, but it was not. And he's going to dive into that. He's a visionary and CEO of Greenlight Equity Group, which currently owns 595 units, totaling $49.5 million in value in Oklahoma City and Columbus, Ohio. He hosts the Apartment Guys podcast and serves on the executive board of the Utah Real Estate Investor Association. Tate's other passions include big mountain skiing and biking, music and hiking with his dog, Joey. Tate goes into many aspects of how he scaled so quickly. If you're looking to scale, if you're looking to be a passive investor or active, I know you are going to learn a lot today from this show and tomorrow. I hope that you will stay tuned. Tate, welcome to the show. Uh, honored to have you on. I know we're going to dive into a couple topics today that I get asked often about us uh, in Lifebridge Capital and many other groups. Uh, and so uh, everybody wants to know how you've done what you've done, right? How have you scaled? How have you moved so fast? Uh, what does that look like? Because it doesn't happen by mistake. It doesn't happen uh, without tons of probably long nights, maybe some sleepless. We, we hope not too many of those. But, you know, it takes a lot of intention, uh, intentionality. I mean, so we want to know how you've done that, right? But give the listener a little more about you know who you are and let's jump into how you've done it you bet so you know just first of all Whitney, it is a huge honor to be on the show. I've listened to it now for probably at least three years, maybe going on four years and I think the world of of you and the value that you brought to our community and you feel like a friend to me. I know we've never met before this episode, but when you listen to somebody for hours and hours, you feel like you know them right so yeah, a little bit about me uh, originally I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio grew up there, went to college in Ohio and moved to Salt Lake City when I was 26 in, in 1999. So if you do the math, that means I'm turning 50 this year, which is crazy to me. But uh, moved out here to ski and and have never left. I just fell in love with the place and, and started doing real estate here in 06. I got into some real basic uh, single family flipping and became a realtor. I uh, went to work for some other investors and then the crash happened and a lot of our ability to do business kind of went away and got back into photography, which is actually kind of my trade, if you will, uh, you know, it's the skill that I made a living at before real estate. And then in 2011, my one of my two current business partners and I, he was my first boss in 99. So we had this long relationship. He and I launched into really getting after the single family market here in Utah and did the flipping thing for a good seven years or so. And really took us that long to realize how hard it is to scale single family. Just realized that it was not going uh, where he wanted it to go. So we started looking at other models. We got into some development projects, some land entitlement projects where we would take a single parcel of land and subdivide it into high density, often townhome type developments. And then we'd sell the development, sell the package to a developer. Um, that went pretty well. And then we got into some ground up new build that high end luxury townhomes here in Salt Lake City that kind of kicked our butt a little bit, honestly. Like I, we could do an episode on all the things that kind of went wrong with those projects. And it was a tough chapter for us. It, but what happened in the midst of it was that we had a 12-unit apartment building kind of fall in our lap, really. Uh, a wholesaler that we had worked with before brought us this deal and said, I think you guys should do it. Here's how I would do it. 
and here's how I'd finance it. And we just kind of went for it. And the half the unit was vacant or half the building was vacant. The other half was like month to month and not really paying rent, a lot of them. And so we basically just vacated the whole building and did a head to toe remodel, TPO membrane roofs to windows to LVT floors, hard surface countertops, new mechanicals, central air. We were able to actually double rents at this property. And obviously the project went really well for us. And it was incredibly eye-opening to us from the very beginning when we first underwrote the project. It was incredibly eye-opening to have cash flow and NOI and, and have the, the debt service paid and the uh, bills paid and investor returns and all that stuff. It was something that for whatever reason, we had never really been exposed to on a large level. And, and so uh, it was very inspiring to us to, it, it was like the first time that I remember when Carl and I underwrote the deal, it was like, you know, can you shoot a hole in this deal right now? Like this is the first time we've ever looked at anything that's not speculative where we're basically counting on the assets selling for a certain amount when we're done doing what we're doing to it. This is something that has an actual real value after we're done with it based on its income. And so we kind of caught the magic of multifamily at that point and really have been singularly focused on going after larger scale apartment communities that cash flow, that pay the debt, pay the pay the investors, pay the obviously the bills and at the end of the day pay us some and our syndicators. So we actually own seven communities now between four in Columbus, Ohio and three in Oklahoma City. Uh, they total just under $50 million in value, 595 doors. And we're under contract on a another a $30 million property in Columbus. It's uh, 108 class A units. And we've got at least one other in the pipe there as well. So we're obviously, and we'll get into this, I'm sure Whitney a little later, but we're not putting our pencil down right now. We're definitely buyers. And we feel like if we can get deals that cash flow that are on fixed rate, that we have a business model that can sustain, you know, a five-year gap at least, meaning we're going to keep the property. We feel strongly that there's still good deals to be had out there. So it's a little bit about me, I guess, a couple of little fun things. I'm a skier, mountain biker. I love to go camping. I have a little dog named Joey, single, never been married, no kids. So love life. I have a great, great time with life and generally just a very, very grateful person for the blessings that I'm surrounded by. So a little thumbnail into, into me. Well, that's awesome. I definitely want to get into even what you just said a minute ago about, you know, you're buying right now and, and some of the thoughts behind that. You mentioned fixed rate debt, sustains cash flow, uh, whatnot. But, you know, something that's that you've done uh, and actually, you know, you've been in real estate uh, in one form or fashion for a long time. It's interesting how many of us start down the single family route, you're right, and, and it takes too long to realize that, man, it's it's going to take a lot of work to scale this, right? Or, or a lot more than may, you may have expected. You started developing and learned a lot, it sounds like, uh, through that process also. Uh, but now, you know, you own seven communities, almost 600 doors, and then, you know, 50 million uh, in assets under management. And so, you know, but you've done that in, in what, 18 months. Is that right? Yeah. And I, we've acquired those properties in the last 18 months. Now it's a little bit misleading because all of those deals and transactions, it's kind of like planting a garden or even better. Like if you've ever heard of the analogy of planting a bamboo tree, you plant the tree and you water it for five years before you ever see anything 
sprout above the ground. And then once it sprouts, it grows to tens, you know, dozens of feet, right? I, I don't even 50 feet. I don't know how high, but that's kind of what happened to us. Like at that point, you know, four, four and a half years ago, when we dug into that first 12 unit, we started educating ourselves. I joined a coaching mastermind with Corey Peterson and really learned how he does this business and developed a credibility kit for our company that was kind of game changing for us that really we we leveraged with our broker relationships and I spent a lot of time in Columbus. Uh, my partner, Chelsea Garber, spent a lot of time in Oklahoma City. And, you know, we really planted the seeds over the, those next couple of years. And we actually also did a 20 unit building here in Utah that we just sold recently in the meantime. But yeah, it wasn't until I think February 2021 that we started acquiring the large scale properties. I think it's a it's a common thing, right? It's like everybody says, oh, oh, he was an overnight success or whatever. But I've I've heard that about myself as well numerous times, but people don't see the the years that you put into it before they ever noticed you, right? Or before you ever took off, before the business started gaining some traction. Man, you've sweat so many, you know, hours, right? You know, building your your knowledge base and your partnerships and your abilities and your team, all those things that weren't seen. And it sounds like, you know, what happened here. Uh, and so we'll say, you know, obviously you, you acquired these in 18 months. And uh, one thing you mentioned there too, you joined like a, a coaching mastermind. I think it's just crucial. I mean, myself included, you know, it's like when I could be a part of uh, somebody else's group or or even just having somebody that's in my corner that's been there and done that, man, it just gives you another layer of confidence like you've never seen before, right? You know, and uh, so speak to that. How did you find your mentor or the mastermind? Maybe a couple of things that stood out to you. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just to, I always encourage the listeners to, uh, you need to be a part of a mastermind, a group of people that are way ahead of you. You know, how did you do that? Yeah, you bet. I think from the very beginning, there was like a level of obsession with me with this whole industry. And one of the coolest things was that we had all these podcasts at our fingertips at that point, you know, 10 years ago, we, that, that didn't really exist, but four or five years ago, your podcast was on Corey Peterson's podcast was on Joe Fairless was on, like there were some really key thought leaders and teachers in the space that you could really dig into and listen to every episode. And, and Corey was, was one of those that I listened to. I also, you know, to me, social media is absolutely crucial in this business because you're building network. Your network is your net worth, right? So you're building your network. The best way to do that, in my opinion, well, not the best way. There's a lot of things you want to be doing to build a network. And you certainly don't want to be reliant on social media, but just about everybody in the business is, is not only on social media, but active and a lot of people are trying to contribute value. And, you know, Corey was certainly one of those people. It was a relatively easy choice for me to make. He had at the time, he doesn't offer this anymore, but at the time he had a, a coaching mastermind and it, there were about 15 of us in, in the mastermind. And we would get together three times a year and each of us would get an hour or so on the hot seat and everybody would just brainstorm your business and, and contribute to you and give you great ideas and resources and everything else. It also included you know, mentioned the coaching part. That's the mastermind part. The coaching part included a day with Corey. Like I basically shadowed him for a day in his office and he spent the whole day with me and just kind of laid it out like on the table. This is how I do the business. This is how I find deals. This is how I raise capital. And this is how I manage our assets. And it gave me and therefore my team a level of confidence 
about knowing the business and and having somebody that had our back uh, to help us along the way, it really gave us the, like I said, the confidence to go out and start pursuing deals and meeting brokers, making offers and uh, writing LOIs, et cetera. What was the timeline of joining a mastermind to, you know, syndicating that first large deal? You know, that's a great question. It, It was at least two and a half years from the beginning of the mastermind to our first deal. Uh, I should go back and look at, at dates. It's kind of telling, but you know, when I joined the mastermind, I was like, Corey said, this is going to take a year for you to get your first deal. And I said, no way, dude, I'm doing it in six months. And so, you know, humble pie, right? Like it took a little longer than that. Yeah. That said, we, we got our 20 unit, you know, bought and done during that time. So I guess it technically it was a little less time, but the 20 unit asset wasn't what we were going after with working with Corey. So yeah, I would say two, two and a half years, Whitney. Okay. I just wondered that because that's, it's helpful to, to know that. I think that the listeners to think through as well. I, no doubt, man, you were networking, you were educating yourself and being around that group. You mentioned 15 people in the group. I think that's a great size, uh, you know, or less. Right. I've been I've been a part of some who started that size and all of a sudden they were 20 and, uh, you know, you know, and a year later, there's 50 in there. And it's just it's not, it's not a mastermind anymore. It's a conference, you know. And, and so, man, when that group can be small like that of just overachievers, it does things to you mentally as well. Right. I mean, it just encourages you and pushes you in ways you didn't think you could go. So I just appreciate you, you mentioning that. You, you also mentioned this a credibility kit. What, what is that? And let's dive into that a little bit, but because you, you mentioned that, you know, you leverage that uh, in a big way. Yeah, this is like, hopefully this is a good takeaway for your listeners. Cause to me, the credibility kit is a secret sauce. Like it's a tool in your belt that really changes and shifts conversations with key people in your business. So a credibility kit is, again, I'll give Corey total credit for this because actually as part of his program, he actually designs your credibility kit for you. It's basically a four or five page document. We print it out in a a brochure format and the cover just has our logo and our name and kind of a short description of who we are, what we do. And then the next pages are the basics on why multifamily investing is, is a great thing. And kind of the, all the different qualities of multifamily, the next page talks about how we syndicate and how we structure our deals. The next page is, is the team, like our bios and headshots and contact information. And then the final section is our our portfolio. So obviously when you're starting out, you don't have a portfolio necessarily, and you may or may not have a team and you may or may not have anybody on the team with any sort of track record. And those are important. All three of those things are super important. So what I coach people to do is to find a great partner or ideally a mentor and I ideally a paid mentor, in my opinion, a paid coach that has the capacity to be a partner with you. And what I mean by that is they will be on your credibility kit is kind of like your executive board member or members, like in in our case, it was Corey and Shelly, his wife, that were on our executive board. And we leveraged Corey's portfolio and our credibility kit and said, this is, you know, our partner's properties, totally 90 million in value. And basically that's really powerful stuff. And back then I'd be sitting at a, a meeting with a broker over coffee or lunch or whatever. I'd show up at a property tour and hand the broker our credibility kit. And it went from like, oh, here's the kind of the vibe was like, here's another meeting with another wannabe investor to, oh, okay, this is interesting. They seem to know themselves and they seem to have their act together and they seem to know where they're headed. And 
so to me, it's a total game changer. It's something everybody should do. And, you know, we still send our credibility kits out with our LOIs. You know, if we're talking to big equity sources, they'll, they'll get it. And it, we constantly update it with our new portfolio pieces. And it's, it's a powerful thing. One thing you mentioned there too, that I know many listeners have heard, but maybe some haven't thought about the value of is, you know, you join this mastermind or coaching and then you're creating this credibility kit. But if you've not done a deal before, there's not much credibility to be had, right? Uh, you know, you're talking to investors and man, it's, it's hard to feel like, you know, like, what do you have to offer, right? You know, or investors start asking questions about your portfolio or what you've done. And there's just kind of crickets, right? You know, but what you mentioned, you know, you got to leverage Corey's team, right? And their experience. And I think that's important uh, to think about the value of that. People are so hesitant to pay for coaching or a mentorship. And I was as well. And when I first signed up for a coach, I think it was twelve and a half thousand dollars And that was more money than my wife and I had ever thought about spending on almost anything, you know, like we were so hesitant to do that. And, you know, and that has, man, that's paid forward so many times. Uh, I can't even put a number on it, right? And now I pay for coaching, you know, so many times more than that. Annually, I pay for things that are just coaching or masterminds that are so many more times expensive than that, because I know the value now. That's just one value that feel like a lot of people don't think about when they're considering, you know, the expense that they just see this expense, right? But man, they're not even thinking about the network that you're coming into the the credibility that you're gaining the people in that group that you're rubbing shoulders with. It's just incredible. Yeah. And I would add, you know, you're, you're talking about getting into multi, multi-million dollar deals and raising millions of dollars of capital from people that have worked really hard to earn it. And in my opinion, you owe them the 12,000 or 20,000 or whatever it is that that you would have to spend to get a great coach that's going to make sure you don't make critical errors and is going to basically be there to kind of hold your hand through the process and ensure your success, right? I mean, there's never a total assurity because it's investing, but they're going to give you by far the best chance of making that deal successful if they're in your corner. So to me, again, the 12, 10, 12, 20, 25,000 that a good coaching program is going to cost over the course of usually a year is 1000% worth it. Like Whitney said, you, you know, you're, you basically are, it's paying for itself over and over and over and over again, because it, it informs the whole rest of your career and your business track. Like if you start off on that great footing, then everything else that comes afterwards is going to be that much better and that much profitable and everything else. So yeah, you know, that 12 and a half thousand at that time, I mean, that same mentorship now is like 60 grand. At the time, we couldn't have afforded 60 grand. I couldn't have even thought about it. It wouldn't have even been an option because uh, that 12 and a half was about all we could come up with at the time. But now, man, if I could look if look back and I could talk to myself then and it was 60 grand, I would have found a way to find it. I, I mean, it would have been so worth it. Well, I, I want to jump uh, Tate a little bit and because I know I want to ask you like your, what, what's been the most important step like you've made to, to move the needle, right? Maybe we've talked about it, maybe not, uh, but what's that been? I mean, to grow that fast. I know we talked about, man, that, that doesn't mean it just happened overnight or really all in 18 months. But however, there's probably a number of things, but what's been the most important step that, that you took to make this happen? Yeah, you bet. Well, again, I could go back to 
the the mastermind with Corey and the credibility kit because that really was the foundation of everything that's come since. And so, you know, making the choice to enroll in that and parting with the money that it took to enroll in that, which really at the end of the day was not very much at all, basically took us to an entirely different level right away. And so everything kind of comes after is informed by all that. So I would say in addition to that, just, and this is going to be a little cliche sounding, but just taking massive, big action. And what I mean by that is making the, like scheduling a trip to your target market for a three-day business trip and making as many appointments with as many brokers as you can and seeing as many properties as you can, touring as many properties as you can and getting on as many lists as you can. We were a deal finding machine first. And a lot of people would coach you to become a, a capital raising machine first. And just the reality of how our trajectory went is I went for deals and you know I've kind of had it in the back of my head. If you may want to close your ears, Whitney, I am a believer that if you have a great deal, if you're resourceful and you bust your butt, you will find the money for it. Now, it's not going to just show up. What you mentioned was if you have a deal, right? If you have a deal, right? And again, there's a lot of coaches that'll say, go out and raise capital first. And I think that's great. And you know, you can do things like get a sample deal from a syndicator and take that out and say, is this something that you might be interested in if I found something else like it? That sort of thing. I've just been somebody that I just prefer to approach investors with a live opportunity. So that's the way we went. And then there's just tons of moving parts in this and and taking massive action really in all the different areas of the business is is really what it takes but those I'll tell you amongst other things those market visits you know you may live in the market where you invest and that's great but showing up in a market that you're investing in or you want to invest in goes such a long way it shows the people there the brokers and PMs and sellers and everybody else that you're serious, that you're not afraid to plop down a thousand bucks on a plane ticket and a hotel and all that stuff and get out there, shake hands, look eye to eye, go see properties, talk strategy, look at your credibility, get together. Like you cannot do that on a Zoom meeting. It's totally different or a phone call. To me, those market visits were absolutely key in getting to where we got. Yeah, no doubt about it. Some of it, most of it's not rocket science, right? But it is like being willing to put in typically more work than other people, right? Yeah. Uh, being willing to take the time and to do things like you're talking about, the massive action. We've all heard that term so often in our space, but many of us still sleep in in the morning, right? Or play video games most of the day or wh whatever it may be, right? Your actions are not aligning with what you say you're wanting to do, right? But you did it, right? You started taking massive action and doing things differently than maybe you had done in the past, ultimately what different than what most people are doing, right? Uh, and it started to pay off. So uh, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yeah, no problem. Well, I just first again, Whitney, like just a complete honor to get to share this time with you and share with your listeners. And it's humbling to think that I've even done enough to have a level of experience that's helpful to people, but I get that it is. And so I feel very blessed and, and thank you. Best way to get in touch with me is through our website, which is investwithgreenlight.com. And again, there's a link to book an appointment with me. That's no strings attached. We brainstorm your business and your career and you know what can help you get to the next level. So I'd love to hear from people really from any source. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.